Welcome to the Everton Army podcast. My name's John. I'm joined by Lee, Shane and Andrew. And we're just going to react to the 1-1 draw with Tottenham this afternoon, or this evening, I should say. Um, if you'd have asked me before the game if we'd have taken a 0-0 draw with you know, a, a point at the end of it, I'd have been fine with that. I'd have taken that, but in obviously typical Everton fashion, you have to put us up in uh, all kinds of emotional roller coasters in, in order to get to that point. So we'll try and do our best to talk our way through them. Um, Lee, start me off mate, with Pickford because I, I thought he was a little bit shaky at times. He, he he seemed to slice the ball out of play quite a few times, actually. I, I felt like he could sense the crowd getting a bit nervy and, you know, it, it rubbed off on him like with his a couple of his kicks there. Yeah, his distribution wasn't wasn't what it normally is, but he made two crucial saves in the first half. I think they were the only two shots on target he had in the first half, and they were both saved by his feet. Yeah. So he was obviously he was still alert, and yeah, I just thought he was. You could you you were right there. He could sense it with the crowd, especially mm. I think at one point he booted it out to a Wobi, and it went. It must have went into like it must have went into the main stand. Yeah. So, but you don't mind that. I mean, at the end of the day, they were always going to have more of the ball. So, he, you know, he's tried to release it and get us on the counter. So, yeah, don't mind that. Most of the time, when it when it comes off from Pickford, it's yeah. a spectacular pass. So, I don't mind them trying that. Um, as long as it doesn't get us in trouble. And in those mm. cases, it didn't. It just kind of went out for throwing, yeah. which is fine. Um, Shane, talk to us about um, Godfrey. Left back mate because <laughs> see Andrew he's he's um I mean he's called a shimmy if you're not familiar and if Ben Godfrey did that he'd shift there. tectonic plates that, that's his boy <laughs> but actually Andrew sorry to disappoint you mate I thought he was pretty bad I really did because most of the diagonal balls that they were throwing across the field he he just couldn't read any of them and he was always out of position and. McNeil, if he didn't track back like a couple of times, he actually cleared one off the line, McNeil, where Godfrey should have been again. But um Shane, I'll I'll go with you on Godfrey first, mate, before I get to Andrew. I I think apart from what you just said there, um I didn't think he, he had that bad of a game. I think for me as well, he he just looked better further off the pitch than what Michelenko does. Yeah. Um you know, sometimes you even see him on the inside and he is playing that pass out to McNeil. But, mm. and you know, granted, like he, he's got that, he's got more pace than Michelenko, and that sort of helps him out with his recoveries of getting back if he uh, commits himself forward for whether it's headers or tackles and that. But, um, I mean, ideally, you want to you want just a, an out and out left back there, but, um, for me. He's doing better, and I'd prefer him over Michelenko at left back anyway. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Andrew, he was definitely better than Michelenko, wasn't he? <laughs> Not a tough race to win. Firstly, he stayed vertical <laughs> for more of it. Michelenko needs to sue Nike or Adidas or whomever because yep. that man was a human slip and slide. He was wearing slippers. And two, the magic of Godfrey is not in his sound defensive mindset and positioning and know-how it is the ability to recover from all of those mistakes and unfuck what he has just fucked <laughs> pretty much yeah he'd be screwed without pace basically um but he, i mean he wasn't too bad he was good it was an interesting battle on that side because obviously kulisevsky is, is left-footed and he likes to cut inside on his left foot and Godfrey is predominantly right-footed so he he's always going to cut inside anyway so it was a it was an interesting battle like as 
Kulisevsky didn't really know what to do. Um, and Godfrey didn't know what to do with Kulisevsky, I suppose. But um, it, yeah, it's just a solid game. Made a couple of mistakes, but solid game. Um, nothing too costly, which is good. Um, Tactical mistakes. Yeah, of course, mate. Yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, Lee, Tarkowski and Keane, mate, talk to me about those those two beasts at the back, those pillars. Well, a lot of fans have questioned why Cody's not in over Keane. Yeah. I think, I, I mean, I'm not even going to talk about his goal just yet, but I thought he played solid, actually, besides the penalty. And mm. to be fair, I mean, yeah, it is a lapse in concentration, but he was blindsided. Yeah, Preferably you're getting a call to say man on because he didn't know where he was. So, but I think apart from that, everything else he'd done, he won every header I think he won. He was solid, the prepared of them. Yeah. I mean, Tarkovsky didn't, I think. don't think he missed a single header. He, he was dominant again, but he's, I think since Keane's come back in, he's, his game is upped. I don't know whether that's because he's got to stay more concentrated because yeah. Michael Keane has got a mistake in him mm. or whether it's just he preferred playing next to him because you've got that relationship from Burnley. But now yeah. I thought both of them were outstanding and then Michael Keane, Gladys Street End, under the lights. It's just it was meant to be, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll get to the goal in a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you, you can't contain your excitement for the for the man going on <laughs> screaming. But um, Tarkowski, I thought he was he was brilliant. Shane, he, he was for me he was probably our between him and the Corey for me our most two most important players today. Um, I thought Tarkowski was sensational in dealing with Kane and Son in general. He was winning every single header, every corner that we had, every free kick, we always just aim at him and he will always nod it down. I thought he was brilliant. Yeah, I think that's important as well as like the attacking side of it. Like you say, he, he, uh, up until a certain point off for the whole game, um, I'm not quite sure. He, he won every header, like Lee said. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just solid, isn't he? He's just all round, just a great centre-half. And like Lee said, since... Keane's come in as well. He's looking better from that little drought he had with Cody. Um, yeah. And I've got to hold my hands up as well to because to, I've probably slandered him so much on this podcast, <laughs> Michael Keane. But he seems to be. He's got that mistake in him, but he he seems to he seems he seems to be playing a lot better. Maybe with a bit more confidence as well. Like his head didn't go down after giving the penalty away. Yeah. Um, yeah. Again, like Lee said, it was. Romero just comes out of nowhere, it seems. So it's like, you know, it's a mistake and you can call him out for it, but it's, you say he's blindsided, so you can't really blame him too much for that. But, yeah, he he suits that, he suits that, like that, that game as well. Like those games where we are pinned back and it is just balls getting put into the box or, Mm. um, like from set pieces and stuff, he just gets his head to everything. It's like a, Sort of stealing the nickname of Maguire of Slabhead. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, mate. Yeah, he was. Um, he was solid. He actually cleared one off the line from Kane early in the first half as well. I think it was. Um, I, yeah, he was. He was very, very good. He's as you say, he's good when his back's against the ball and he has to defend like that. He's he's pretty solid. But um, Andrew, I'll I'll, I'll come to you about the penalty, mate, because. As uh, Shane said, he was a bit dopey, wasn't he? He just couldn't see Ramiro. He just got beat. 
Well, I, not seeing and not looking are two different things. Um, mm. He was just completely instinctual there and just ran to boot the shit out of it without any sense of awareness or forethought. Mm. Yeah. And he was played uh, very, very well. Yeah, pretty much, mate. Yeah, Ramiro, it's just those Argentinians, they're just so sneaky when it comes to stuff like that. So Very clever uh, in a different way than Kane. It wasn't like cowardly or anything like that. It was just a very, very clever maneuver and yeah keen is probably the perfect target to attempt that one <laughs> every single time yeah every single time it's gonna be him and it's a shame because you know we always do take the piss out of keen for having stuff like that i mean you call him inevitable which he is he you know unfortunately he is he's got that in him but you know if... i sincerely believe like last season if he had not played we would not have been at down as low as we were uh mm. so many games even as early as leeds like yeah. where we were two nil up and went two nil down and both were because of him. Yeah. Like if he hadn't, the, those mistakes, if they happen at the wrong times or consistently enough, that's enough to drop you. And I'm, he's obviously better now again, not a tough race to win, mm. but that mistake, that could have been it. You know, if yeah. uh, Mora had not gotten that red card, not sure yeah. that shot's able to come off. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's a shame, actually. He's got to do that first before doing something good afterwards. Why can't he do something good? But um, he's so emblematic of Everton. It's like yeah. just when you think you're out, he pulls you right back in. Of course, mate. Yeah, you know we've got to go through the whole pain and anguish and everything before we can get to, mm-hmm. you know, the elation. But Lee, Michael um, Keane is Bill's good times. Yeah, yeah, he definitely is, mate. He, he sums them up perfectly. <laughs> Lee, we, did, we saw Keane come out in the media, um, and I don't know if this is a recent quote or what, but, you know, he, he said about Lampard, um, you know, he asked Lampard what's he got to do to get a game, and Lampard gave him an answer, um, which was along the lines of, I'm not going to tell you what you need to do at your age, you should know what to do by now, or something similar to that. So, um, I mean, how do you feel about that in general? It's a weird one because most fans would... Um... Would agree with Lampard mm. because obviously, as Andrew's just pointed out, he, he cost us a lot of points last year. Yeah, and he has cost, even even in previous years when we haven't, you know, been in a relegation battle, he's got that mistake in him. Yeah, but I think yes, I know his age is different to Sims, but you we had the example of Sims last week said to went up to Dyson said I need to work on things. These are the things, and Dyson went yeah. So for me, Lampard should have at least said. You know, work on your concentration or something. Mm. Concentrate for ninety minutes because it just seems them lapses of concentration with Keane. Yeah. Um. So I, I, I just think as well, it, it's awkward because it's just like, well, you're saying it once he's been sacked. Mm. Like, just say it to him. You know, you've probably got his phone number. Give him yeah. a little ring and just say, look, I thought you were bang out of order the way you treated me. Doesn't have mm. to be made public. But at the same time, he is someone who's come out and said that he has suffered with mental health. So yeah. I, at the same, in the same breath, I don't blame him for actually saying it. So it, yeah. it's, a, it's a difficult one. It is a difficult one. Um, yeah. I, I, you, you can probably say, well, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. And that's probably the case when footballers get to 30, I think he is now. So, But at the same time, I don't blame Keen for wanting to knock on the door and get game time. You know what I mean? So. Sure. Just that he wants to play, which is the type of players you want. You want players who want to play for the shirt. Yeah. So. Yeah, definitely. I'm not keen for that. No, I imagine it's a similar situation happened with Decore when he fell out with Lampard as well. But, um, 
Seamus Coleman then, because he was very, very, well, I wouldn't say quiet. I mean, he was quiet, but he didn't really do anything wrong. He was just there. He was just solid. He was ever constant, which he is, and he doesn't really make a mistake. And he, he just shut down anything that that went on that left-hand side there. Um, Andrew Coleman, he's just ever-present, isn't he? Consummate professional. Um, honestly, I think he somehow upped his game. I'm not mm. from his prime, but from the last couple seasons, I think he's really stepped it up when Patterson was brought in. I think that might've lit a fire. Yeah. Um, not that he ever lacked desire or passion or anything like that, but I think his positioning has been a bit better because he doesn't quite have the legs that he used to. Yeah. Um, he's just been, you know, he's the guy you don't notice in the best way. Uh, there's really nothing to complain about. He didn't, he seated a little too much space on that side for me when there were long crosses. Yeah, I, I think I noticed that a few times like, Ooh, shit. I don't know if he can recover that enough mm. to close down that space Yeah, because he has been burnt on that type of move a few times, giving yeah. them too much time to close down. But all in all, a uh, solid eight out of 10, I would say from Coleman, just a really good B plus. Yep. Definitely. Um, Perisic managed to get a couple of crosses in, but overall, Coleman, I think he had a pretty good game. Um, moving on to the midfield, then, um, Shane Dwight McNeil wasn't really his best game today. We've seen him have better games than that recently, but again, he created a couple of chances he wanted to get forward. But the thing that puts me off about him is he's, he's a bit lightweight every time there's a tackle or um, you know, you know, a header or something. He he will always shy away from that, which is fine. That's not his 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 temperament. You can see that, but sometimes you're just like, oh, just just go in for the fifty fifty. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, um, like you say, some players that's just not their game. Um, but one of the things that stood out for me with him defensively, though, was uh, like he I switched Donnie's and and all the players are to be fair with the. Uh, I, I wrote a few things down through the game and when the players are dropping back into a five or a six whether it be yeah. because of Tarkovsky's pushed forward or you know like we, we mentioned before Godfrey's committed forward or something um, and, and he, he does well with the with the jockeying and the shielding for the for the ball but yeah. I think another thing he's showing now as well since Dice has come in and he's playing on that left side is that he's just constantly a threat with that left foot mm. Um. Lee, Lee said in the chat in the game, like um, whether it be he's, he's running down the wing or whether the balls are a standstill and, he, and he's hitting it from you know from the spot, um, it's it's he's just dangerous and it, with the focal point, like we'll always keep coming back to if it's Calvert Lewin or Sim starts getting started, which I think he should be because he's, yeah. over the past couple of games, his older play just seems to have evolved. Mm. Not like not dramatically, but you can see a difference between when he comes on and when Gray's playing. Um, yeah, yeah. Comfort. So, yeah, seems um, more comfortable and confident in that role. Yeah, yeah. Which I think I think Graham was one of the the people who said I think back when we played Liverpool, like he's not he's not a, a hold up striker, mm. and he shouldn't have been through in, which he wasn't at that point, and and um, we got told by. Sunderland fans and stuff, he's better than the two. But yeah. McNeil, I think he, he just is starting to be consistent now, which is the most important thing. Yeah, definitely, mate. Um, as I say, he had a couple of vital clearances um, in behind where Godby should have been, Andrew. But you know, it's um, 
they didn't score, so we let him off. Um, Idrissa Gay, because I think this is, out of all the players, even though Decorey got sent off, I think Idrissa Gay annoyed me the most today. Um, Lee, I'll start with you with, with him, mate, because he just doesn't know what to do when he's got the ball. He's He's phenomenal at winning the ball back. But then when he gets it back, he's like, oh, shit, what do we do now? You know what I mean? Yeah, he gets them nosebleeds, doesn't he? Yeah. When he gets to like, the edge of their box. No, but I, I thought he he does what he need, what he's meant to do. He does very, very well. Yeah. Um, we knew that. Well, we were hoping that's what we were getting when we signed him back in the last few weeks we have. Mm. But we, we also know that like shooting from 20 yards and... Stuff like that's not his forte. It's the yeah. same with McNeil not jumping off the headers on the back post and stuff. It's just it's yeah. not what he. I don't think he's ever. I'd be surprised if he scored a goal from outside the area in his career. Not certainly not for Everton. I don't think anyway. Yeah. Oh, but no, I thought he he done what he needed to do very well, and then the stuff that the likes of Awobi and McNeil and Gray and Sims when he came on, they're the things that he isn't good at. But yeah. It's not. He's he's not a number ten or a striker. He's a no, defensive he's midfielder. Yeah. Oh. And we we pressed really really well as a, as a whole unit. Um, we pressed really high, and I think it was Onana who won it back with the sliding tackle. Um, with obviously his big gangly legs, which is phenomenal at doing. And then Gay come away comes away with the ball. He's got plenty of space on the edge of the box. I think he's got McNeil left to Corey right, and he decides to just blast it over the bar. And I'm thinking. Because at that point, you can—I don't know—if he wanted to take it on himself, he had at least two more yards he could have took it on just to get that a little bit closer to the goal. But he's just so indecisive; like he doesn't know what to do in that point, and he just fluffs the whole chance. And I'm thinking to myself, I don't know. But but having said that, I don't. If there's anyone else in the team who's in that situation, I don't even think they'd score in that situation either. I don't know how you feel, Andrew. Are we talking like... about the one that got tipped over the bar? Because that's the one that I recall uh, when Gay took the shot from pretty far out and Larice had to tip it over. If he hadn't touched it, it would have hit the crossbar, but it was close enough to make him think. Oh, possibly. Before There's a different one? Okay, I didn't catch that one. That, that's yeah. He, he, he actually has, he actually has uh, Gray and McNeil to his left hand, the core, to his right, like uh, John just said. Yeah. Um, but okay, well, then I don't know. <laughs> I think I think it's a I think it's a collective thing with with the whole of our team. It's just decision making, and it, it's been a mm. problem for a long time. Anyway, um, I, I I used to give like Walcott stick for it when we had those players up front. <laughs> he just did just, just seem to get there and then not know what to do with it. The core is the same as well. Like, yeah, um, you know, Gray as as we've we've said multiple times as well. He doesn't know whether he wants to cut in and score that well. He like he did for Arsenal, whether he's going to pull like that shot he did in the game today, where he just hits it with his left foot. And Andrew yeah. said he, it's it's a soft soft foot, <laughs> yeah. if you want to call it that. Definitely, I believe yeah. I said Gray's left foot is softer than my shit after Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to put it nicely, but <laughs> no facts. <laughs> yeah, it's and you're spot on to be honest. Um, but yeah, that that gay chance or or two of his chances, he should he should be hitting the target. I don't care who you are and what position you play on the field. Michael Keane proved that he should be hitting the target at least. You know what I mean? So 
Um, but it was nice to see us win the ball back really high up the field as a unit. And once we get it back, there's players driving forward. It's just that the wrong person had the ball at that moment in time. But that's okay. Um, even just quickly, though, even yeah. when we went down for 10 men, we were still doing it. Yeah. Which surprised me. I know we weren't doing it as frequently, which is obvious. Yeah. They're going to have a lot more of the ball. But the way Iwobi and McNeil and Onana were mm. pressing, and then Davies yeah. and Garner as well when they came on. So fair play to Dice for saying to them. Obviously, you know, I think you see it when Decore gets sent off. He's standing there mm. saying, concentrate, don't lose your head. Yeah. It was still nil nil at that point. So fair play to him because he's obviously given them instructions to carry on doing what they were doing in the first half and up until Decore's yeah. red card. So big props to Sean Dykes for that. Oh, definitely, mate. He's definitely done something to the mentality of the squad, hasn't he? You know, he's he's got them fighting. Um, and couldn't be any decent with shit. Everyone behind the ball couldn't it for the last. I know it's still like a good twenty-five half an hour left, but yeah, that's the easy thing to do. Mm. And we've seen plenty of our managers in the past who have done that when we've went down to ten men, just yeah. put a wall in front of the goalkeeper. Yeah, definitely, mate. Just oh. trying. They also. Them. I'm very grateful that Conti got sacked uh, when he did because Conti would not have had them committing forward like they were when we were down to 10. Mm. That was very strange to me. I've definitely thought they were going to play keep away instead of going for, you know, the coup de gras. Well, they did yeah. for a few minutes, didn't they? They were, mm. they were passing it around. And then I don't know what it was. It was weird because I thought that myself. But then they started like pumping balls out, trying to get behind. Yeah. We're, Playing on the edge of the six-yard box, like you're not going to get a ball over the top of that. Not with Kane; he hasn't yeah. got, you know, that's not his game. Putting in behind them, and especially yeah. not with that amount of space. No, definitely, but, mate. Yeah, it, it was weird. It felt like as soon as we had the player sent off, and, and we'll get to the Corey now. But as soon as they had, you know, we had the player sent off, I feel like Tottenham just bottled it at that point. Like now, because the pressure's on that they should win the game, they just didn't know how to win the game. Do you know what I mean? It's like. You've got that mentality. There's definitely, and this is obviously something that Conte called them out on a, a couple of weeks ago. Like they haven't got that killer instinct to just, just finish teams off like that in that moment. But um, it's in it. It is, mate. Yeah. It's that unstoppable force versus immovable object. Except it's Everton that versus Spursy. <laughs> yeah, definitely, mate. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's it. it okay. And anyway, it's. Very frustrating, but still had a good game, even though he was frustrating. Um, Amadou Onana, um, again, just just a quiet game, really. He didn't really do anything wrong, and obviously we just touched on the tackle for him to win it really high up, which was really nice. But a lot of um, recoveries, yeah, a lot of recoveries. Um, not the best going forward, but then I, I feel like i don't know what i don't know what his game is like what what's because he doesn't seem to be driving forward like the core does and he's not as far deep as the gay is so he kind of gets lost in limbo and, and i feel like he doesn't know what to do at that point um but it, we, he should be scoring like a, a, at least one or two before the end of the season i think because he's he gets in some nice positions he just doesn't know what to do with it shane he, he fluffed a couple of shots didn't he mate yeah, um, I, I think he's starting to mould into that, um, that like ball winning midfielder. Like yeah, Andrew just said with the recoveries and stuff like that. Uh, and like you said earlier, I think you know he's quite lightweight on the ball, mm. which is something that if he stays should come with being under dices. 
uh, just just strengthening up because then I think if he can drive with the ball, he's got the best pass of the ball yeah. out of um, Gay and Decore of our midfielders. Mm-hmm. Um, the way you can spray the ball across the pitch um, as well. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's, I was, again, like I said, I'd lift stuff down and put down like, oh, no, I'm having a go from distance. It's good to see. Yeah. But then there just wasn't much venom behind um but just the first one was his left foot, which just seemed strange to me. Yeah. Um for him to use that. But and then the second one they just uh, you could see what he was trying to do. Mm. Uh, but there just wasn't much venom behind it. No, he was he was trying to do that Hamez Rodriguez into the just right next to the post there down low, but <laughs> just as you say, just didn't have enough on it. Um I miss Hamez. Um <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the core right Yeah, <laughs> I know. Don't get me started on that. Um, yeah, the core right, uh, Lee. He, he was. I thought he was brilliant up until the red card. And talk me through it, mate, because it was stupid, wasn't it? Yeah, it's just. Do you know what? It's normally a lapse in concentration that gives the opposition a goal. Yeah. But this time it was um, obviously we went down to ten men from it, mm. and I think that's all it was. You know, Kane fouled Gray. I think. Then he had a little kick out. I, I think Kane was trying to get the ball when he kicked out to Takori. I don't think there was any malice in it. Mm. But then Kane's holding the shirt and he obviously, you can't put your hands on an opponent's face unless yeah. you're playing against Everton. And yeah, then true. It seems yep. to be all right, but... There was a couple in no, there, I, I think, last season. You know, the, yeah. yeah. Man, they've done it twice in the same game. Yeah. A couple yep. of years ago, wasn't it? Yeah, no. but uh, Decore fell for it, didn't he? You know, he should know yeah. better than that I mean, I've got no complaints because, as you say, it's, you can't put your hands on a player. But I, as I touched on just a minute ago, I liked the way Dice was standing there. He was telling all of his players to get away. Yeah. And a lot, of, a lot of people think Dice is one of their managers. Like, he likes that side. And he probably does, in a way, like that side of the game. But you can see he's telling his players, concentrate, walk away. It's yeah. done. He's been sent off. There's nothing we can do. Yeah, Get on with definitely. the game. So, I yeah. even um, like the commentators picked it up as well. But if you, if you watch it, like when like you say, when Dice is telling the players to go away and the Corey's still trying to argue, even though it was it was a red face yeah. to them. But that he, the players are walking away from the Corey shaking the red, mm. which to me looked like to the as in like. Like towards the core, right? and then as he walks past Dice, Dice doesn't even look at him. Yeah. Usually, like, yeah, not, yeah. When when Lucas got sent off, their manager was like patted them on the back, and then he mm. walks off down a tunnel or whatever. Yeah. Dice doesn't even look at him. And no. I think it's because it's not only that he, he's he's all could have or almost cost us the, the points of that game, is now that he, he's suspended for the games that he is. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Because it was a straight red, yeah, and not a couple of yellows, but yeah, violent conduct, three match ban, isn't it? Yeah, just just really stupid. I mean, he, we've seen him lose his temper a, a couple of times this season, actually. Um, not Recently. to that extent. Yeah, I mean, he's just he's just he's just stupid sometimes. Like he, I don't know what comes over him. I mean, you, if he wants to push, you can push because I don't think he's getting sent off for a push if he pushes Kane in the chest, but. Just to lift your hand up like that, and Kane is obviously going to make a meal of it. But um, just before that, Andrew, I think he, he had a, a clear chance as well. Decore, um, I think it was a Wobi who put the ball back in. I think it was McNeil crossed it, and then it got headed out wide to a Wobi, and he puts it back in. 
And it was an absolute sitter. I think he was in the six-yard box, wide open. And he should be scoring that chance there. Yeah, uh, I just, I think this was, even though most of his play was good, the mental lapses, that sitter pushing out. And when you see the screenshot of his hand on Kane's face, it's a straight up claw. Like there's no way to spin that. It's like, oh, there's nothing in that because it looks horrible. And mm. the way to get around that is you go for the neck. That seems to be where you get the, the fence riders on whether or not <laughs> VAR is going to send you off or not. Mm. But he, it looked like he was trying to gouge his eyes in stopped motion. <laughs> and that and that sitter, like, he just needs a break. And unfortunately, he just gave himself several. Yeah, really, really stupid. Um, yeah, just just clumsy and stupid because, as I say, he was having a good game before that. Yeah, no, he really was. And I was one of the biggest attractors of him under Frank. He just seemed completely headless mm. and couldn't put a pass together to save his life. And now he has been and very solid all round, but he has been easily, more easily riled up over the past several games. And it just came to a head this time. Yeah. Yeah. It's a shame, really, because we'll miss him, actually. Um, his energy, anyway, he won't miss his stupidity, but his energy, I think, you know, running up and down the field, he's been an absolute engine. He's. You know, I thought for a second he was still on the pitch because I saw Onana's legs because Decore yeah. somehow seems to have longer legs than him. But I was like, oh, is he still? No, he's gone. <laughs> yeah, just just a team full of shins, essentially. Um, yeah, um, and then Awobi on that far side there again didn't really do anything spectacular, but was solid. Um, helped out Coleman quite a bit. He actually put a few nice crosses in. Um, there was one where he had a nice bit of skill. Um, he kind of, you know, dragged it back and, and they left the defender for dead. And then he gives it to Damari Gray and Damari Gray obviously goes for that killer top end. But yeah, I thought it would be was, was all right. Shane, what, what did you think of him? Yeah, he was watching the game. He was probably one of me, um, the players that stood out to me with like Tarkovsky. Yeah. Um, more so for his defensive work, like you, like you said there, um, She's got an engine on the man. as well, by the way. Eleven recoveries. Yeah, he's he's good cover for Coleman, and then like you say, recoveries and stuff like that. He's got that short pass on him. Um, yeah. He hasn't got all the pace in the world or nothing like that. But um, in terms of like getting back and like I say, the engine he's got on him, he just run full ninety minutes, and you think he could probably play football six days, seven days a week. Yeah. Um, it'd be interesting to see whether. Now the Corey's out, whether he gets put centrally and then Gray goes out wide, Sims up front, or whether he brings in Garner or Davis. But um, yeah. I wouldn't mind seeing Awobi behind one of the strikers again. Yeah, be a good shout, actually. Just put him up there with Demari Gray, maybe, and just see what happens. Because um, I think we do miss that creativity. Like, we've seen it in the first half of the season. Obviously, it's up there with De Bruyne with the assists and things. But So um, he can create a few chances. He looks kind of awkward, Andrew, when he's on that right hand side because he, when he's crossing the ball, he kind of like scoops it somehow, and it turns out to be a nice cross, but he just looks really weird doing it. Yeah, no, I mean you can tell like his brain tells him, and it's right. He's a ten, like yeah. by trade, he really was a ten. Mm. He has the physical attributes and the intelligence to be useful most places, but his instincts all say I'm a central player, yeah. and so this angle's wrong for me. I think that's what causes that hesitation and the weird techniques and that kind of stuff. Yeah. But 
God love him for that work rate. Uh, he and McNeil both, even though they weren't like spectacular across the board, mm, yeah. never stopped. There was one of those, uh, Gray and I like to talk about those weird Onana passes to no one mm. where uh, Onana blasts it and it only caught backspin after like the third bounce mm. and Iwobi got to it. And I didn't even know there was anyone there forgetting yeah. how pacey Iwobi is and yeah. how much he was not willing to let it go. Yeah, he was chasing everything down. He was tremendous in that re- in that regard. Um can't fault him because he was very, very key for the press as well because they were trying to play it out and, and get it to Perisic on that left-hand side. And every single time he was trying to block that pass, which he did most of the time. And as I say, 11 recoveries as well, helping Coleman out. He was brilliant. Um, it's a shame he hasn't got a left foot really because he'd get himself in some nice positions. He's got a nice bit of skill where he'd leave the defender for dead on the wrong side. So he, he was free in the centre of the midfield to just do something with it. And he'd try and do something with his right foot, which looked a bit awkward. And if he had a left foot, I just wish he could just swing at it and just maybe, you know, just get a nice shot or get a deflection or something. I don't know. But yeah, um, good good game for him anyway. Um, Damari Gray, Shane, do you want to start me off on him? Because again, as you say, he's, he's not a striker, but he did his best. And his hold-up play was actually pretty good. You know, he was... He was fairly strong and, and resilient when, when the ball got played up to him. Yeah. Um, like you say, for a player who's not tall um, and he's not you know, known for being strong and stuff, his older play was was all right. Um, I do prefer him on the left cutting him, but then with the way McNeil's playing there, um, yeah. I think he'd then be, if if we had Sims come in permanently or Cavalier comes back, I think he's then utilised as like a, like a super sub sort of thing with his pace. Yeah. Um. But yeah, he's he's doing he's doing the job that he's probably being asked to do, and the only thing that you can fault him for is probably his finishing and his his chance creation, probably, which is yeah. what he needs to be doing. Mm. Um. But out of position, you can't really fault him. His work rate like pressing from the front as well is really impressive. Doesn't yep. seem to stop running when he's up there. Um, yeah. But yeah, he, like a few of the players today that didn't do anything outstanding, but the work rate again, I think it's testament to dice with the fitness and the mentality for them. Yeah, definitely made those bleep <laughs> tests obviously coming in and paying away now, but he was, yeah, Maury Gray was really good. There was a couple of times, and we've seen it the last couple of weeks as well, where he'd drift out wide and, and step on McNeil's toes. They were just in the way of each other sometimes. And I feel like if he's going to play up front, just try and stay up front. Um, because we've got obviously Wobie and McNeil. And, and once he drifted out wide, there was no one in the box. Then there was there was just no one there. And Decore and Onana would try and get up there. But I feel like he would be the better of those options if he was to stay in the box. Um, and we, we saw it, you know, He's going to shoot like wherever he is on the field. So if he's in and around the box, we've seen in the first half an hour, um, as I say, it will be with that little bit of skill with the drag back and then he gives it to him and, and he tries to bend it in the top corner there. Um, And it was very, very close. It was really unlucky, actually. But yeah, just another solid game from him. Um, And then we'll just, well, we'll come on to that screamer from... Michael Keno. Um, Lee, do you want to start me off on, on this goal, mate? Because we're piling on the pressure at this point. We're throwing the kitchen sink at them. Um, and we look like, you know, we're, we're trying, we're trying, we're trying, but we just didn't have a plan. You know, we just, 
obviously we we know that we've got no creativity at this point um it's been the same all season but you know we just didn't give up we kept going kept trying and we were putting a few passes together in and around the box and then it takes a touch and then another touch and then another touch and no one's near him and he decides to just swing his leg at it and it's an absolute thunder bastard isn't it oh mate what a strike and do you know what he, he's lucky he was on the pitch because that tackle from um lucas mora that's that's a leg breaker yeah I, I mean, I that. I thought when when just going to touch on the on the tackle first. Yeah, yeah. I I thought it wasn't that bad of a challenge, and then I seen the red card come out, and I went, "He's caught him like above the ankle there." And when you yeah. see it, his foot is planted, and he absolutely. I mean, you can see more. I don't think it was meant. I think it was later. Don't. I don't think it was malicious, but yeah, it was um, nice to see that red card go up because it's been. Two and a half years since we had a man sent off against us. Yeah, mental, mental. The longest run, longest run in English football at the time. Crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Crazy. But going to his goal, I mean, I think you heard a few murmurs saying shoot. It's probably about <laughs> 10 people in the Gladys streets. <laughs> so fair play to all them who did shout shoot because, yeah. I mean, that's a once in a lifetime effort. I don't think if you put that ball on his foot another 100 times, Probably doesn't score again, yeah. and it was right in the corner. It was, it was a belt inch thing. perfect. Oh, yeah, Larice just didn't move. Um, but the funny thing is, Andrew, we've seen Michael Keane's videos in training. He's got that in his locker. Yeah, but like I always say, like everything looks good offensively against Everton, and that includes <laughs> training because you're playing true. against Everton. That is but, true. Yeah, the flight path of that ball was straight up Yelovich. Like, yeah, that was crazy. And like now I'm strong against him. Like maybe he'd be a good like focal point. Like, hold mm. up, man. Because I don't trust him not to make an error in defense. I still remember the the one Spurs game. Mm. He hits an own goal so good, they attribute it to Harry Kane <laughs> until you see the replay. Yeah, that was a great caller. Um, right? Yeah, but, he... but at that, I mean, the confidence for somebody who struggled with mental health yeah. uh, to take that shot, it's like, holy mm. shit. Just oh, inch perfect, mm. never hesitated. You see the stutter step. I was like, what the fuck's he about to? Oh, shit. And yeah. I was busy cursing his name when he slots at home. I was like, fuck, asshole. <laughs> yeah, because I think before that, like, was it Michalenko who put the cross into him and he just swung No, his leg it was and... a cross over the top to the left side. And yeah. Keane, like, grazes it. And it would have mm. been, like, it would have been that, uh, was it Lester that Miko hit that volley against? Yeah. It looked like it was setting up for that. I was like, oh, my God, why did you fuck that up? <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. turns out I'm an idiot. Who knew? <laughs> he wanted yeah. the glory himself. He definitely did, mate. He, and it was it was an absolute screamer. Lee, I think you said it was just like a company company's goal a couple of seasons ago for uh, yeah. Man City. Same like Gary Neville. Well, on the on the commentary, I was watching Gary Len Gary Neville wasn't on the um, on the commentary, so would have been nice to see what he had to say about that because he come yeah. up with that famous line, didn't he? Where do you want your statue? Yeah. I definitely. don't think Keane's getting one, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, give him one outside Bramley Moore immediately. Um, Might give him a little brick. <laughs> yeah. But Shane, just going back to that tackle as well, I mean, the more I look at it, the worse it gets. Like, it's it's a it's a clear red. Like, and when I seen, like, we did get a red card, you know, go for us, I was like, what the fuck? Like... Is this really? And then you watch it back, and it's it's an absolutely disgraceful tackle. It is, and like Lee said, I think um, 
I don't think he. I think he's just late. Uh, he, he knows himself that um, he he's been sent off, and he knows himself that it's a red card. That he just uh, he looks disappointed because he's only just got on the pitch and then he's walking back off. Yeah. Um, could have been bad. It looked bad in the replays. Uh, mm-hmm. I was more shocked and surprised. And uh, when the camera pans back to Keane and he's just walking away, <laughs> I just didn't think he had the minerals. But he, yeah, he just <laughs> like he, he's just walking away, and I just thought, well, fair play to him. Yeah. Um. Uh, but yeah, you, you don't expect the Reds to go uh, for us, but uh, I don't think the ref was that bad today. To be fair, I thought I thought he was he had a decent game. Yeah. Yeah, he was all right. I can't really complain. Except for Kane on Gray, yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Apart from that one, if he'd have blown that one, you know, Decoy doesn't get sent off. But yeah, it makes you think. It makes you think. Though dead quick, if you look at that challenge and then you go back to earlier on in the season and Van Dyke's on Onana, yeah, there's not much difference. Nothing. There's really not well, much. The, difference. the foot has to be coming down. I'm not sure if you knew the rule. It's got to be. <laughs> oh, it's got to yeah. be coming because downward. Bullshit. Yeah. The one that they changed just for that tackle alone, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think it <laughs> yeah, just it. shows it's the consistency of the referee. Yeah. Uh, but like I say, he seemed to have a, an, a like an all right game. It was he let things go for both sides. I think. Um, yeah. So, but yeah, um, I, I think Kane got yellow carded as well for the stuff around the decorate slap up. Yeah. Hmm. Um, I just thought got he one. made a meal of it. Yeah, he got he got that, one, but Andrew, he, he perhaps I don't know. He, he was there was like two or three yellow card offenses in there. I yeah. think there were two for sure. The push mm. and then the kick out afterwards. Yeah, um, I think that should have been two individuals, but it's never going to happen to England's captain. Mm. Yeah, that's true. That is true, unfortunately. Um, and then obviously we seen we we were screaming at Dice to to make a few subs before Keane gets that rocket and Mikalenko, Sims, Davis, and Garner comes on, and, and I'll start with Garner because. Obviously, we haven't seen a lot of him recently, um, but I thought he was genuinely impressive. Um, he, he was good on the ball. You know, he wins a nice free kick as well, and he, he takes the free kick. Like, he, he says, give me this. This is my free kick. And he puts a nice cross in. Um, it's kind of in that corridor where no one is expecting it to go. The goalkeeper doesn't know what to do, but the strikers don't know either. Um, but it was a really nice ball, and... I thought James Garner was solid, and and he's actually really exciting for me. I, I can't wait to see more of him if he stays fit. No, he's got the ideal chance now, hasn't he? If that's what Dice wants to do with the core out. Yeah. No. What, what what impressed me was he he wanted to get on the ball. Yeah. And so did Davies. To be fair, Davies was shown for a lot, but that Davies normally does. He's just not very confident when he gets on it. But <laughs> Garner, I thought Garner played very well when he came on. Yeah. And I thought that that ball is kind of well. You said our strikers aren't going for it. This could mm. be fucking got them. Yeah. If we have yeah. if we have a Sims or a Calvert Lewin on the pitch, I think I don't think it necessarily goes in. But I think someone gets on the end of that. Yeah. Because it was a lovely little float. It reminded me very similar of Gray's free kick against Palace last year when yeah. Calvert Lewin leaps in the air like a salmon and yeah, scores. Yeah. So well, I think no. I think yeah. Well, I think Sims was on the f- pitch, but he just I think the ball like it was weird to judge the pace of the ball from that cross because it looks slow, but it kind of like drifts past everyone in such a split second. So he, it was kind of hard to judge for everyone, um, in, including Lloris, obviously. But 
but he was, he was yeah he was really really nice actually James Garner and and as you say Davis had a solid game he was just hoofing the ball up at every opportunity which was nice um, nearly got nearly got lucky as well when Lloris whacked it off him yeah yeah he did yeah yeah we got a, oh. a late corner yeah which is nice um, Sims um, didn't really have much to do I suppose because well at at that point we were throwing the kitchen sink at he was kind of pinned you know with his back to the defenders um and it was hard for him to do anything with it being so congested um so he won't really say anything about him but it's nice to see him to get on but i just wish that he would got on sooner if i'm honest um i don't know just give him like a full 45 minutes not just 10 minutes do you know what i mean i just want to see what he can do with a full half I think after this run of games, because we've got United next, haven't we? Yeah. I can't see him starting against United away from home. Mm. But I think after that, I think you'll probably see him. Is it Fulham? Fulham at yeah. home after that, is it? I, I'd, I'd expect him, if Calvert-Lewin's not fit at that point, I'd expect Sims to start because yeah. he'll obviously, no disrespect to Fulham, but they're not as good as Man United. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. Is where they smash a six 0 No Mitrovic either. Still. No, oh, yeah. That's Which sucks point, yeah. because they could have beaten Bournemouth, but. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, as I say, I'd have taken a draw before the game, so I think that's that was a very very important point, um, and makes it even more sweeter at the end of it with that with that absolute scorcher from Kino. Because um, at one point when we were getting beat one 0 we were back in their bottom three, and we'd have played twenty nine. Everyone else around us played twenty eight at that point, and. I was panicking. Um, I, I just didn't. I don't know. I just lost my head a little bit. But then, obviously, when Keane scores that, we jump up to fifteenth now, which is really nice. I know it's only a point, but it's it's a crucial point. So Michael Keane might have just kept us in the league there, Andrew. <laughs> God help us. <laughs> he 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 fair, the goal last year did as well. He's got yeah. the equalizer, didn't he, against Palace? Yeah. Oh, yeah, he did. He did. Comes up. Crucial comes up clutch at the end of the season. Um, but yeah, as you say, on to uh, Man United next, and then Fulham, and and then Palace. So just another not lose against Man United. I feel like um, if we can come away without Casemiro, though, they're not the same team. I mean, they're still obviously yeah. leagues beyond us in talent, but mm-hmm. in terms of unity, without Casemiro as that glue, I I could see a draw being yeah. not completely wild and unrealistic. I would like to see. Um, Demari Gray and Sims up front at some point. Um, maybe not all game, obviously, but I'd like to see Sims get more time with someone else up front because I, f- I feel like Sims can cause Martinez loads of problems with sheer physicality. If you can do it to Koulibaly, you can do it to this midget, you know what I mean? And then Varane, I think he can be got at. Like, Demari Gray, can. he loves playing at Old Trafford. He's got the pace to run all day. So hopefully we can cause him a few problems, but... Um, and obviously, we've seen just before the game as well, well, earlier on this morning, um, it was reported that the Kenwright picture was going back up as, on the mural outside, outside the ground there, um, on the tapestry kind of thing. So um, I put out on Twitter, like, what a time to do this. Like, what a weird time. Like, today, they, we haven't played for two weeks, do you know what I mean? They could have done it, you know, last week or whatever. But, Lee, what's your thoughts on the um, Kenwright thing going back up? Um, I... I think I'm going to say what a lot of people said on Twitter. He's a narcissist. Yeah. For them, for them to put that up the day of a game after they threw us under the bus against Southampton, and 
it's just like, come on, that, that picture was found like two weeks ago in the canal by the heritage market. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and it's like, come on, of all the days, and the only surprise is that it didn't get done at like five o'clock in the evening. Yeah. Mm. The, the fact that it was done quite early, but yeah. I mean, just touching on even what he said in his in his statement in the accounts. Yeah. It's like he said, I've had good I've been castigated for saying mm. that. I've had good times. But well, hang on, Bill, outside Goodison last year you said we've had good times. Yeah. So because he's changed one word in mm. that sentence. He's changed the narrative. It's like, yeah. oh no, he's basically saying no, I didn't say that. Yeah. This is what it said. And it's like bullshit, Bill. <laughs> like twenty odd people got you on camera saying it. Yeah, Bill Jong-un strikes again. Kim Jong-un. Honest to God, mate. It's like, (laughs) it's it's just so, so frustrating. Shocking, yeah. I mean, the fact that he, what does he say as well? That it hurts him that he can't go the game and that. It's like, no one's one's stopping you. Yeah. You know, Mm. yeah, so apparently threats have been sent. But they're unfounded because no one's come out and said nothing. Merseyside yeah. police didn't find out about the headlock incident, which mm. happened apparently on the 3rd of January, and they only reported it to police on the 14th of January, 11 yeah. days later. It's mm. like, now you've got, say, roughly around 10, 15,000 women going into Goodison Park every other week, yeah. and you only thought it was right 11 days later to report it mm. when the safety of a female employee at the club was put into danger, apparently. Yeah. It's like, just, it just stinks of pure... I mean, who who told them it was a good idea to write a bloody statement in the accounts yeah. when their accounts are a shit show again? Mm. An absolute disgrace. Like, someone got paid £836,000 for a year. Yeah. Fuck, give me that job. Yeah. I'd take that job all day for failing as much as these have. Yeah. Easy so, money. Easy money. I, I, just, I don't even want to say anymore because I'll just go into a major rant and just swear. <laughs> and I just I can't wait to see the back of them. I hope I hope none of them are there ever again. Mm. I could just know Bramley more for as long as this drags out. Yeah, I don't, yeah, they're not yeah. welcome for me. No, the bridge is well and truly bent. Like, yeah. um... don't get me wrong. If they were there and I was at a game, I'd never. I'd never physically, you know, go to threaten them or anything like that. Yeah. It's not my style. He's a 77-year-old man. Mm. Oh, I just don't think he's welcome anymore. I think, yeah. as you said, John, that bridge has been absolutely decimated and mm. there's no way it can be repaired now for me. Yeah, if, he, if, if, he, if he's saying that he can't go to the games, why in your head would you think, like, like just leave the, leave the picture down? Mm. You've, the heat he's been getting in the media off the fans and he knows because he's saying he can't go to the games and then yeah. you know and all that stuff and then he and regardless of like him waiting two weeks and then doing it on a match day just just don't put it up at all if it if it's an eyesore because it looks like it's vandalism then paint the wall again yeah they like just leave it and then sort it out I, I don't know like it, like you say it's like, it, it just screams like narcissistic he's just got to do he's doing it yeah Let's put his picture up back on that timeline sort of thing but yeah um, definitely I, I honestly picture, the day EFC died yeah <laughs> yeah and then another one at the end when he leaves yeah definitely well, I, 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 it wouldn't surprise <laughs> me if within a couple of days that thing is 
back on again. <laughs> yeah, make sure you take it to China or something next time, so you can't get. Oh, give it a canal by the heritage marker. <laughs> yeah, just get rid of it. But um, yeah, just just really weird. Like to do that today on the you know the morning of the game is just really strange to me. Oh. Like, go on, mate. One last thing as well that really yeah. did annoy me: the way you brought up that Palace game. It's yeah. like that Palace game is in the past, and that's where it should stay. Yeah. It's he's bringing that up as if it was the fucking Bayern Munich game from '85, yeah. where we actually got to a final mm-hmm. on the back of winning that game. Now we just about scraped survival in the Premier League, and technically we didn't need that win against Palace because the results over the over the next couple of days before the end of the season dictated that we didn't actually need it. So. Mm-hmm. Fuck you, Bill. Yeah, there we go. Kim Jong Bill. But um, <laughs> yeah, Lee, Shane, Andrew, thank you for joining me. And uh, up the toffees. Up the toffees. Evan, are we? Right, lads. I just want to bend your ear for a wee second here. Do you remember a certain Turkish centre forward that played for Everton? Remember the training photos? through the week you would see and it was just like hair and scalp and people used to be like Jesus look at that well they see your three pronged attack see if you don't look after it that's basically what it looks like not very nice (laughs) but um, that's why over at Manscaped we have the performance package now guys this is the real deal I'm not even joking this thing just can get in everywhere it really really can and it does not leave chafing have you ever messed about and used hair removal cream or you've used a premium razor thinking this will be great and then it feels like you get sandpaper on the inside of your thighs and elsewhere for the rest of the week well this thing eliminates that i'm not even joking it feels so smooth after the cut and even on the grow back it does not wreck you um i've also got the crop reviver which can give your balls basically a fantastic boost and as you walk around all day it's it feels great that's the best way to put it um also the crop preserver straight after a cut and i tell you it just feels good settles everything down and just gives you that musky man smell you know so you can just feel confident beating around all day with your nice shaven tommy gravis and lee carsley combo so guys if you order from manscaped you can use our code eaw20 and you can get 20 percent off your order and free postage worldwide so please, once again, listen in if you'd like to support the podcast. Well, that's it for this episode. Thank you for listening to the Evan Army podcast. If you like what you've heard, then please share it with all your blue friends and family. And don't forget to rate, subscribe and review the show on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It really does help us out as we build this thing up. You can also catch us on Twitter by searching for at EAW Podcast. And if you have anything else you'd like to discuss with us, you can reach us via email at eawpodcast at gmail.com.